0: Welcome to Goodbye Apathy, a podcast about what excites us in life, those passions that get us out of bed in the morning, and where we find joy. This week's episode is a double feature. I talk with Nick and Kim Smith about their love of national parks, where they hope to travel to next, and how visiting these beautiful places can put everything into perspective. So, do you guys remember the first national park you ever visited?
1: Uh, so I was, uh, let me think, 13 years old. And it was Redwoods out in California when I was visiting the San Francisco area. And I, it was, um, it was kind of, it was amazing just because of the s- sheer size of the trees themselves. And, uh, you, know, I, I kept saying, uh, you know, I kept saying, you know, I kept, saying to my mom, I was like, do they start small? I don't know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you're just kind of amazed. It's when you're young, obviously, it's just, it's breathtaking. So that was kind of my first experience.
2: I didn't get to go to the national parks. I didn't really get to experience that until a little bit after college. When I was 25, I went with Nick's family for my first trip out to Yellowstone which was just breathtaking. Between the scenery and just seeing all the wildlife, it is what started my passion for the national parks.
0: That's awesome. Um, Yeah, I got to tell you, I think you guys know this already. The Redwoods are like very, very high on my list of parks I want to visit, mostly because of that song. But (laughs) I also think it just looks incredible. I'm with you, Nick. It's like, you just assume they were just always there, but obviously they, start, they have to grow at some point, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Kevin, you got to tell everyone what song you're referencing there.
0: Oh, um, that would be Redwoods by uh, one of my favorite guys on the planet, Andrew Rip. That song is like so emotional. I'm pretty sure I'm going to cry the first time I go there. Just from listening to it, I I assume the first time I I go will be with you guys. I'm just assuming that now. So, congratulations, you get to go with me. But I I will tell you as soon as we get there. I, I'm just gonna put my headphones in, and you're gonna have to not bother me for a solid four and a half seconds, <laughs> four and a half minutes. I should say that's awesome. Okay, so I don't know if you know the answer to this, but. I guess this is kind of a separate question. Do you know how many parks you've been to all together now? And I guess, do you count? I know you guys have been to a lot of national parks, but then you also go to a lot of state parks. So do you count those equally? You know what I mean? Because even though you you go to both in the same trip.
2: Um, We actually have a national parks passport book. So it's a book that you can buy in any national parks gift shop. And it lets you get a stamp from the park and they're always up near the cash registers. And so that's pretty cool. Cause you can, they have their own, uh, like little logo and then they have the, a date and time that you can put with it. So we count those separate. Um, cool. I have been to nine national parks.
0: How about you, Nick?
1: So, Obviously all the ones that Kim's been to I've been and then I've been to uh two other ones she hasn't been to so I think I'm at 11.
0: Cool. So Redwoods is one of them, right? Kim, you haven't been there?
2: I haven't been there or Mammoth Cave, but cool. we've done um a number of parks in Utah. We did the Utah Mighty 5, which are Zion, Bryce, Capitol Reef, Arches and Canyonlands. And then we went on a trip with some friends to the Great Smoky Mountains. And then family trip to Wind Cave and Badlands and out to Yellowstone. And then did just a weekend getaway up at Cuyahoga. Yeah.
1: Took our dog oh. there. We got her. So that was kind of a, a fun trip for that reason, too. She uh, tried to pull me off a few trails, but other than that. <laughs> I
2: was <laughs> too afraid to go down steps and had to be carried. So it was nice. Oh,
0: I forgot you guys told me about that. Wasn't like that the first time she saw steps?
2: Yeah, and they were covered in snow. We got a surprise <laughs> over Veterans Day weekend in November.
0: Okay, yep. How far is um, Cuyahoga from where you guys are?
2: Mm, three hours. About three hours from the Columbus area.
0: So did you, do, did you just do a day trip or did you guys stay overnight?
2: Uh, we made it a weekend. We made a okay. lot of it. Uh, we cool. went down on a Friday and came back Monday. on Monday.
1: Yeah, we we did it so that with uh, my work, Veterans Day, obviously, I was off that Monday. So Friday night and then full day Saturday and Sunday and came back Monday.
0: That's awesome. Okay, so this is a lofty question, but what would you say? What is it about national parks that that excites you guys so much? Why do you, you know, it seems like this is becoming a pattern for when you guys go on trips that you try to to make it out to a, a park when you can.
2: I think it's just so exciting to see all of these natural wonders before they change and disappear. Um, Out in Yellowstone, they have all the geothermal kind of areas, the paint pots, and Old Faithful erupting. And then out in Utah, it was really beautiful to see Delicate Arch. And when we were out there, the park rangers were talking about, you know, oh, there used to be an arch over here, but you know as erosion takes place things change and and disappear so the parks are just always changing so I think there's part of an urgency to just kind of get out there um, sure. and then we just love hiking and getting outside.
1: Yeah yeah I think for me too I mean in addition to just the actual features themselves uh, a lot of it for me is wildlife on so I did the rose the redwoods, excuse me um, the first time, but my second one was Yellowstone, and it kind of felt to an extent like a, a giant scavenger hunt for all the different <laughs> animals out there um, yep. and you know, obviously, I'm not trying to intrude on the animals we were we were at a safe distance, but uh, it was just kind of cool to see them up close. you see them on National Geographic and all kinds of stuff uh, on t v but it's a whole nother ball game when you're actually seeing them live and you can kind of see just the size and the majestic nature of some of them. And it was pretty awesome.
2: And you just never know what you're going to see that day when you go out into the parks, you know, if you're going to see a bald eagle, or if you're going to see a grizzly or a black bear, or just kind of what you're going to find and get the chance to see.
1: And I think it's, I think it's just really peaceful to be in nature. And to listen to the natural sounds, um, not just of water and trees, but to, to hear animals, to hear them walking through. And you know, and I think what's one of the coolest things is just, you know, they're looking at you and you don't always see them. And that's, yeah. the that's kind of a cool feeling, even though it's a little scary at the same time when you're thinking about maybe bears or something else. <laughs> also- no, I totally get that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I guess I should probably caveat here. So I have been on two of these trips with you guys now. So Yellowstone first, and then uh, Badlands second, right, um, and Wind Cave. Um, Nick, I describe – when people ask me what Yellowstone was like, I describe it the exact same way. I tell them it's like a high-stakes scavenger hunt where, like, I assume – I will never forget all of us, like, hunkering down in that van and and – as Pete was driving us, all of us had like our, our eyes peeled to the windows, just like for anything you could see. (laughs) I thought it was, it was awesome. Yeah. And like you said, Kim, it's always changing. I mean, you pass the same area five times on your trip and there could be nothing one time. And the next time you drive past, there's, there's four black bears there. You You just never know what you're going to see. My favorite part was, I think just unplugging and really being able to just separate from the rest of the world. And like you said, Nick, it's so calming and it can be really adventurous and exciting, but at the same time, it's relaxing to be in nature and be surrounded by natural features and, and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's definitely a nice contrast to how we normally live.
2: Are you saying your favorite part wasn't when we ran into bears on the trail? <laughs>
0: Um, I will say that is the story I tell everyone now because <laughs> there's no bears threatening my life. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. I mean, if we were going to go on a trip, getting killed by a bear was probably a cool way to go, but yeah, very glad we made it out of there alive. That was awesome.
2: We were, we were on a trail, a designated trail when we turned the corner yes, and
0: then- designated, <laughs>
2: Yes. is the key here <laughs> we, off the trail. we had bear spray with us and three little bear cubs came down the hill and we quickly backed up because we did not see mom at first and uh, we safely gave us some distance for mom and the bear cubs to pass until we made it back to the trail safe and sound
0: yeah that was, yeah, that was pretty incredible we, had a, we definitely had a bonding moment there <laughs> Okay, so I think you guys hit on this a little bit, but why do you think there's such a, a resurgence of popularity to travel to the national parks? I think, especially within our age demographic, I feel like it's becoming more and more popular. Why do you guys think that is?
2: I definitely think it is kind of the trendy thing to do right now. Um, yeah, I I hope it's because people want to just kind of connect with nature and have more kind of natural experiences and just kind of get out there and do some hiking i'm not sure if it's that or people just want to be able to post a picture on their facebook or instagram account
0: yeah (laughs) i was thinking the same thing like i think social media definitely has a, a play in this but at the same time if you're willing to travel across the country and go to a yellowstone or something like that to get an instagram photo i guess you're still getting out there right <laughs> just have a slightly different motive than everyone else
1: yeah and i think i'll have to plug the national parks instagram right now because they pair funny quotes with uh, awesome photos so it's kind of a win-win in that situation uh but i also think it's just because there's more of a um emphasis amongst the millennial and whatever the generation after us is called i don't know what the next group is but uh <laughs> I think there's an emphasis on exercise uh, and kind of getting outdoors more than there may have been previously. And so I think a lot of people just enjoy hiking as a form of exercise. And it used to be, a lot of times it seemed like it was the metro parks when we were growing up, but you're right, it's definitely now like national parks. People are actually traveling and, and making trips out of it. Um, but I think it's just, it's, it's a great way, not only to explore the parks, but to get out and explore the country especially for someone from the Midwest where we have one national park in our state. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, it's, it's hard to believe too until you actually go to think that all of these different terrains and environments are all within our own country. You know what I mean? It's like you didn't even travel anywhere outside of the United States and you get to see all of this stuff.
2: Yeah, when we see all the international travel that takes place to come and enjoy the parks, it really makes you thankful that we have all of this stuff right here in the country we live in.
0: Yep, totally agree. Do you guys have a um, either a favorite park or maybe a favorite trip that you've taken so far?
1: I would say, you know, for me, if I'm going to do the, the favorite park, I would say it's going to be Yellowstone. Um, I've been there three times in my life. First time I was 17 and then um, went back when I was 25. And then I think another year after that went back again. And uh, I just think, again, I loved that giant scavenger hunt is how I look at it, obviously, but at the same time, it was more so just, it's always been something that's been kind of a family bonding thing for me. First time I went out there was with my mom and my aunt and cousins and then next time was with my family and then you were on the next trip after that also with my family uh so i think it's there's a lot of good memories made there too because of the people that i was with
2: and for me obviously i love yellowstone but i loved we did a trip out to utah and we did the five mighty five and then we also did goblin state park and dead horse point state park um we just (laughs) spent a week doing all the parks and each day, just we would get up at sunrise, basically or mm-hmm. a little after, and just spend the whole day outside hiking, and then just hang out in the hotel room that night, pretty exhausted after we got some dinner. And it was just, it was a lot of fun just being outside all week.
1: It's kind of sound a little bit silly, but when we were really sore the next morning on a lot of those from the hiking, we also felt again, like you, you got quite the workout, even though all you're doing is exploring and it was but it was just so worth it
0: yeah it's like um exercising with like the best distraction in the world because you're yeah. you're so you're you're so enthralled with everything that you're seeing you're not really thinking about like even when we would get back to the the cabin and you realize how much we would hike or how much of the park we covered it's yeah it's pretty astounding absolutely what is one experience that really stands out to you that you had in in
2: a national park we did angels landing out at zion as one of our hikes and anyone that does not know what angels landing is should youtube it and it's up to this really high point that has amazing lookout but you have to for the very end of the hike after you have already gone up all of these switchbacks, the end of the hike is chains that you follow along a ledge. And Nick and I are both afraid of heights, had a good bonding experience with another couple that was in front of us as we held onto these chains for dear life. And it was a really windy day. So it made it extra scary at the top, but it was, it was amazing. I can't believe we still did that.
1: Yeah, truly, you know, the sad thing is it's it's accurate when say dear life, because some people have unfortunately uh, fallen during it. But at the same time, it was probably an experience I'll never forget. uh, Because while I was afraid to look down from up there because of my fear of heights, (laughs) it was absolutely one of the most breathtaking things I think I've ever seen. Uh, And it was Yeah, the the soreness afterward was not great, but at the same time, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had, not just with national parks, but in general.
2: It actually led us to getting a big canvas of the view from Angel's Landing to put in our living room of our house. We Mm -hmm. loved that hike.
0: I'm glad it was was worth it because if you had done that whole thing and the views weren't that impressive, I think I would have been really disappointed. (laughs) (laughs)
1: most definitely yeah I think one experience that stands out for me specifically too was on my first trip out to Yellowstone and uh, I know this is going to sound a little bit silly but I've always for whatever reason I think badgers are incredibly cute but they're also um, very reclusive animals Mm -hmm. so they often aren't seen that much by humans and so we were on a hike on Beaver Pond Trail. I still remember the, the trail name. And, you know, my cousin said, What was that? And you see this little thing dart across in front of us along the path. And it was white and black. And I was like, Oh my God, that's a badger. And so I just remember, you know, 17 year old me with my 10 year old cousin were running down the trail. And my mom's like, Stop scaring them as they're running along in front of us. <laughs> It was was a funny memory, but at the same time, it was just really cool to see an animal that you think is uh, incredibly interesting, but it's not easy to find. Uh,
0: That's awesome. What I'm totally blanking right now, and I was going to say that it was my favorite, so this isn't holding up much. What were the animals that lived in the rock structures? The what?
2: Yellow belly marmots.
0: Yes, the marmots. They were my favorite. That was, and like, also, like, it was super fun climbing those rock structures and stuff. But the fact that you'd look down and they were, like, darting under your feet, it was awesome. That was <laughs> so cool.
2: Yeah, at Sheep Eaters Cliff, jumping rock to rock with all the marmots scurrying around.
0: Yeah that, was, yeah, that was one of my favorites. That was super cool. Okay, so what's next on your list? I know, I know this is a sensitive subject because we obviously can't travel right now, but where are you guys hoping is your next trip?
2: Well, had COVID not happened, we would have just gotten back from our national parks trip out to California to Yosemite Kings and Sequoia. I just saw that they reopened just a few days ago or maybe they're reopening tomorrow. I can't remember. I saw it on the Instagram.
0: I think it, um, I think a lot of them opened a couple days ago, right?
2: I think I
1: think most of them did, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm so I tried to just block out that trip altogether. <laughs> it's better <laughs> if I just don't think about it. It upsets me too much.
1: We're definitely looking forward to that. I mean another thing that we have talked about continuously is um going to Glacier. Yes. Okay.
0: And
2: that's, Banff. But in that's, that's in Canada. That's in Canada where's
0: uh where's Glacier?
2: Montana.
0: Okay, cool.
2: We also
1: always have talked potentially about going to the Grand Tetons, uh, which isn't too far from Yellowstone, but, um, you know, that's, that's on the list. So.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Um,
1: I would love if I could actually just, you know, take like two months off work and just travel around the country, but, you know, I don't think my boss is going to prove that, unfortunately. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, I was talking to somebody – from work the other day and they said there was a guy they used to work with and his dream was to visit every, uh, national park. And I didn't, I honestly didn't realize how many there were. Like, do you guys, do you guys know roughly the, the number? I I can't even think I should have looked it up. Um, but like they're, they're all over the country and big and small. And I think most people think of the iconic ones like Yellowstone, but there are so many of them. Um, And they said that uh, he actually quit his job and decided for a year he was just going to drive around in a van with his friend and they were going to see every national park. And they actually documented the whole thing. But he was also at an age where, like, didn't have any responsibilities, saved up all his money, just took that year off and then went back to work after that. But it would be pretty cool.
2: Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, I think there's about 60 National parks. Yeah, that sounds right. A West Coaster, you're pretty lucky because a lot of them are out west or in Alaska.
0: Yep.
1: Well, Ken, that's also on the
2: West Coast. (laughs) (laughs) Disconnected from them, though.
0: It's the very West Coast.
1: (laughs) Very north, but yes.
0: Okay, so traveling aside, taking work off aside, is there like a dream park that you guys would want to visit? Is that Glacier or Banff or what, like, what is, if you could go tomorrow, where would you guys go?
1: My answer is probably Glacier. Yes. But uh, we both, I think the one that Kim will answer, I'm, I'm going to guess most likely, at least is probably my, my number two. So We'll see what she says before I say anything.
2: Katmai definitely Katmai up in Alaska. If you follow the national parks, uh Instagram, they post bear pictures all the time of bear eating salmon and there's That's just so many bears out there and it's gorgeous. Well
1: I'm proud to say I know my wife because that was going to be my guess. Uh, <laughs> if the listeners can't tell we love bears. We're fascinated by bears. They are my favorite animal and have been for a long time. Uh so anywhere that has bears automatically gets pushed up the
2: list for us. They yeah.
0: may have been the cake toppers on our wedding cake. Uh, okay. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot. <laughs> That's awesome. I still um, I still tell people the, the story, not only of when we encountered bears on the, the trail, but do you guys remember when we um, we pulled over and saw the, the grizzlies across the, the creek yeah. And the, there was the film crew from National Geographic there. That was, I mean, it was hard to see, but also like just so fascinating.
1: I just think this is going to sound weird. I think they're cute. I don't mean that in a demeaning way. Like somebody's going to listen to this and go, he treats them like they're, you know, teddy bears. That's not what I do yeah. at all. Expect them for what they are and the dangers they have. We would never get close to one. You know, we want to enjoy nature at a distance, but. They're just fascinating creatures. Honestly, they're, they're so much smarter than a lot of people give them credit for, which is why we have to bear proof everything out West because they're smarter than we give them credit for. Um, But there, you know, I I still remember exactly what you're talking about and just kind of the way they lumber side to side when they walk and it was cool with it being a mom and two cups and that, in that instance.
2: Well, of and course. then it
1: was... Of course, when you say cubs with a grizzly bear, it's like, <laughs> uh, wow. you know, those 300, 400 pound cubs over there. <laughs> Size
0: of a <our> car.
2: <laughs> uh, not only did we watch them on that hillside, you know, sadly kill a baby, baby, what was it? Was it an elk. It was a, yeah, okay, a baby elk. Um, then the mom went and lumbered down the hillside, dunked herself in the river, washed the blood off just looked like she was taking a bath and then hops back up and they just kind of lumbered around with their bellies full.
0: Yeah. Like a normal Tuesday.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was, it was pretty incredible. I also loved on a happier note. I loved anytime we ran into the bird watchers. I I mean, these people are amazing and they would sit there for hours waiting for one bird to come out of their nest. I applaud their, their uh, patience because I definitely couldn't do it.
2: But they were always so kind to point out where the nest was.
0: Yeah. I remember we would uh, we would always send Nick out of the car first <laughs> to get the <this> scoop <laughs> of what was happening. Cause he would just go up to all the strangers and start asking what they were looking at. <laughs> and then if it was something we were we had seen too many times, we would just cause you guys made fun of me. Was I the only new person when we went to Yellowstone?
2: Kyle hadn't Kyle hadn't been. Was it
0: me and Kyle? I just remember you guys told me ahead of time they were like hey we're gonna see bison like a lot of them and it's gonna get to the point where they're gonna they're gonna be like squirrels to you and i remember the first time i saw them i was like you guys are stupid these are awesome <laughs> this is so cool but i remember like three or four days into the trip and i felt like a pro at that point and i remember we'd pull over on the side of the road if we saw other cars there And then Nick would come walking back to the van. He goes, they're just more bison. These people are here on their first day. (laughs) Like like we knew the new people. (laughs) Get back in the car.
1: (laughs) I think that's kind of one of the fun things, though, is that, you know, obviously there are always going to be people who aren't going to be the most welcoming. But I think for the most part, everyone who's there enjoys nature and it feels like a team experience almost because, you know, if you see something – Somebody's going to pull over if there's not yep. people there already and they're going to ask you, Hey, you know, what are you looking at? That kind of stuff. And you, know, you just appreciate it for what it is. It feels like a giant, you know, team effort to an extent.
0: Yeah. That's really cool. If you were talking to somebody who wasn't much of a, a camper, um, would you still recommend them visiting a national park at some point in their life? And, and if so, of the places you've been, can you think of like a, like a starter location? Like, Hey, if you want to get into national parks, but you're not, uh, does that make sense? Like, um...
2: yeah, I think even if you're not a super outdoorsy person, there's still trails for you. Even if you're not in the best shape or kind of no matter the situation, the national parks have something for everyone. And I think the easiest thing is to just start local, at least as local as you can get out West. There's tons of parks. Um, but even near like Gatlinburg, a lot of people go to Gatlinburg as a family. There's lots of touristy things. Um, but the Great Smoky Mountains are right there. They're so easily accessible for such a large area. Here in Ohio, we have Cuyahoga, which is only, like we said earlier, like three-hour drive from us. I think just trying to start local. And even if you're not a camper, you know, there's always hotels nearby. Almost every big park oh, has man. their own lodging. There's so much to do. There's hikes of there's really easy hikes on boardwalks that are all paved and you know just on wooden walkways there's just something for everyone at the parks.
1: Yeah there are hotels that have grown up around the parks just for people to go to the parks who aren't necessarily campers but I think the biggest thing I would say is if you're someone who's new, you just have to decide what's important to you. Is it wildlife or is it features, you know, geographic features and what you're looking at, that kind of stuff, because that's really the biggest thing in, in how to choose which park you want to go to. Sure. It's uh, like when we went out to Cuyahoga, I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's beautiful. Everyone should visit. But if you're looking for wildlife, not the right park. Okay. Uh, so I think, I just think that's the thing I would advise too, uh, in addition to what Kim said.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if you guys got the same sense from your other trips. I felt like of the places I've been, um, there's so much information that you can get. Like you can do some really good research ahead of time. And I know when we were looking for hikes for us to go on, you know, they do such a good job about marking them all on the maps and then giving those like those rankings of Expertise level or comfort level. You know what I mean? I don't know if there's a, a technical term for those yeah, um, hikes. yeah, so I thought that was always super helpful and and then obviously like this past trip, um, you know We had Sarah who was how far along was she? Mm, four months four months pregnant. So I mean she kept up with all of us But obviously we had to find stuff that would be appropriate for the whole group right so I think that stuff is always super helpful. I, uh, I loved going to the welcome centers and talking to like the park rangers. And I felt like they were s- the nicest people. And I feel like if you were kind of out of your comfort zone, that you could get all the right information if you were honest with them, you know, and just say, hey, never been here before. I'm not much of a hiker, but I want to see what I can. What do you recommend? Where do we start? I don't know. Would you guys agree with that?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think the park rangers are always really helpful too about telling you, okay, I think this is, like, if you ask them, what's your favorite hike in the park or what yeah. you like that you think other people kind of overlook at this park. They always have some really interesting answers to those kinds of questions or um, just better insight when you kind of give, you know, say, you know, what's your favorite thing to do here?
0: Yep.
1: The big thing is people automatically gravitate towards what are the most popular trails. And I mean, that's, that's fine. Like do all the trails you want. I definitely encourage that. But some of our favorite trails we have found are really only because the park ranger said, you know what a lot of people don't do, but we've, you know, I personally do, and I really enjoy is this. And and that usually ends up being one of our favorites because they just, they know those hidden gems. That's why they work there. They're people who love nature, you know, I think one of the big differences in the national parks that I see amongst a lot of other places is I truly feel that every park ranger, the reason they do the job they do is because they have a passion for it. Yep. So I think that's, what's so great about
0: it.
2: They always also have really good stories about kind of how, how they got to where they are. Um, they're just a really good resource.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I remember we talked to like a lot of park rangers They've worked there for 40 years, you know, in the same park. And then I remember we talked to some where, like, they retired and then moved out west and, and then decided this was what they wanted to do after they retired. So you kind of have that huge range of, um, of people. But like you said, Nick, I think it all stems from them having a deep passion for the parks and wanting to share it with other people. Yeah,
2: definitely. definitely.
0: My favorite was... Uh, especially like on the Yellowstone trip, I remember towards the last couple of days we had checked off our our animal list pretty thoroughly, but we had like a couple left over that we hadn't seen. And I remember asking park rangers, "Hey, this <laughs> this is honestly what we're out for today. We're trying to see. I'm trying to think of what one of those animals were, but um, that was super helpful too. Where they were like, "Oh, nobody ever checks this." This trail, but we've seen you know a ton of of I'm making stuff up right now, but like oh um, if you want to see wolves, go on this trail and you know look in this off in this direction. Make sure you have binoculars, whatever it is. That was always super helpful so that we didn't have to drive around the entire park trying to guess where these animals were.
1: Yeah, I think one of the big ones that I can say my sister was determined to find the first time she went to Yellowstone in 2016 because she didn't go on the earlier trip with us. Mm -hmm. Uh, she was determined to find a moose because you know that's now husband's nickname and it was the park ranger who told us he said okay well you know moose are pretty reclusive you don't see them very often they're usually far off the road but if you go this direction and and sure enough we we thought we missed it Sarah was upset we're driving back And then we see just some movement in the woods along the side of the road. And then there comes this mom and her calf. And I think Sarah about jumped out of the moving car. She's like, there it is. He was right. There it is. So it's just, it was fun. It was a lot of fun.
0: That's awesome. And I was so glad, correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle was the one who first found the moose when we went to Yellowstone, right? Yeah, that's right. That was pretty cool. And it was like, Maybe our last full day there?
1: I think it yeah, it was either the second or last or last. It was yeah, we had we were because we were kind of disappointed thinking we might not get one.
0: Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, and I always tell people too, like my family was really surprised that I went on these trips with you guys because we did not grow up going to national parks. When I went to Yellowstone with you guys, that was the first one I'd ever been to. And we are not campers my family's not very like outdoorsy you know all of our vacations were to florida um (laughs) but i also told them i was like you guys realize like we stayed in cabins with (laughs) like showers and wi-fi you know what i mean like it was about as much glamping as you could get (laughs) so it's not like we were sleeping on the on the dirt in these parks um so i think there's There's definitely different levels. And like you said, Kim, the majority of the parks are built so that a large population of people can come see it no matter what their interest or um, activity level is. Yeah, definitely. If someone wanted to get the full national parks experience, what would be a recommendation you guys would have for them? Whether that's, you know, Hey, visit this park first, or maybe it's like, Here's some things you could think about before you go on your trip to kind of uh, capitalize on your time.
2: I think it's definitely helpful to kind of look up a few things that you really want to do at the park you're going to and kind of make your, make your must haves or must sees. And then like we kind of talked about earlier, use the resources. So, you know, start at the visitor center. They -hmm. always have kind of like almost like a daily newspaper or like a little like, foldable map that's helpful and then running your plans by the ranger to find out if something's closed or if you know maybe they got a bunch of rain right before you came in and that hike is not really doable so they can kind of help you make some last minute adjustments Um, and I think to really get the full national parks experience you really just have to embrace the moment you know don't try to get send text messages most of the parks don't even have connections for that kind of thing um but really just kind of take it all in to get the full experience enjoy your surroundings don't be blasting music while you're walking you know just really take it all in
1: I think the biggest thing going back to something I said earlier is is you really just need to think about what is it that you want out of the trip first and foremost and you know is that animals is that geography whatever it is uh, because that's what's gonna set you up for success more than anything is deciding what's what's important to you. But we also have to remember too, if you're someone who falls into that wildlife category, um, these are wild animals. this isn't a zoo. you know you you may go looking for a certain thing and never see it and and that can be disappointing, but I think it's important like Kim said, that you just embrace. The search embrace the journey have fun with it uh, you know speaking from experience I still haven't seen a beaver in the wild at Yellowstone despite the fact that I referred to the one earlier called beaver pond trail yeah uh, beavers on that just so you guys know um, anyway, my, I think my point is just know what's important to you and and make sure that that's what you're planning around more than anything else
2: I think the other thing that's really important from a respect standpoint is um, the parks has a whole campaign around it, but leave no trace. You know, you really want to take care of the parks for future generations. Well, you know, don't make other trails, don't go off trail. A lot of it is just respecting what's in place to help keep not only yourself safe, but some of the like geothermal features are obviously unsafe if you go off the trail. But it's also important you know, when you're out at Yellowstone, or when you're out at Zion, you know, don't feed the squirrels, don't try to get a picture with a bison. You know, yeah. Respect nature for what it is. Like Nick said, you're, you're not at a zoo. Yeah. yeah.
1: Unfortunately, you hear the stories every year of someone getting too close to a, you know, a geologic feature and harming themselves or others. But um, yeah, respect, respect nature for what it is. That's truly the most important thing we can say because we aren't seeing it probably how it even was 100 years ago but at the same time it is absolutely breathtaking when you see it and this is coming from someone who before he started going to him was like oh nature cool <laughs> your perspective really changes when you have experiences like that
0: yeah absolutely
1: one of my favorite things and i think one of your favorite parts uh was the uh artist paint pots out in yellowstone
0: yeah um,
1: i mean we talk about art and the the amazing things that humans can do and you see that and you just, it really takes your breath away uh, because you're going, dear, dear God, that's, that's nature that did this. And it looks like a canvas that someone painted. Um, This is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen.
2: And for the paint pots, anyone that's never been there, um, it's basically this big geothermal area that, it's mud that's like popping up and it almost looks like a pottery. And when your people are doing like pottery and making bowls, it looks like that as the, the mud kind of pops up and splats.
0: Yeah, that was awesome. I, yeah, I agree, Nick. It's like you see pictures of it and it looks amazing. And then I know it sounds cliche, but like there's nothing compares to standing there looking at it yourself. And I will be honest, this is like a weird sidebar, but... You know, in, in movies and TV shows, people, like somebody might talk about how like they went somewhere and it made them feel really small and almost insignificant. I didn't really get that. Like I always felt like that sounded like a negative thing. And then when you go to something that's this monumental and had like you said, had nothing to do with humans, it was just a, a natural form. I, I understood it for the first time where I was like, yeah, this, I get that now that this is like, it makes you feel small, but like in a really good way, because you're seeing something bigger than yourself.
2: It just helps put everything more in a perspective. Yep. And you see kind of all the changes of time, you know, when you're yellow, keep referencing Yellowstone, but you know, you drive past areas that were affected by forest fire years ago, and you can just see the effects of and then you drive further, and you see all the new regrowth, and it's just awesome to kind of go through these snapshots of time
0: yeah i thought it was incredible too when we went to um wind cave and just the thought that that entire structure was underground and you couldn't see it you know what i mean like we we entered the caves in such this like just this tiny hole and then it just opened up under underground i thought that was pretty amazing because it wasn't like the Grand Canyon that everyone has seen pictures of, and it's it's there all the time for you to look at. It's kind of this hidden gem. I thought that was pretty incredible.
2: Yeah, and then just kind of learning more about how these places were discovered and kind of the stewards that took care of them and made them accessible to future generations. It's just really cool to be able to be part of that.
1: Yeah, and we found when we were out west was it at capitol reef where we found the granary an old native american like granary area
2: uh capitol reef was the one that had Uh, the trail where you could see um people that had journeyed out west had written their names in
1: okay yeah the the mormon trail so the settlers of the mormon trail
2: but canyon lands had the granary where native americans had stored corn and whatnot
1: i think what's what's absolutely amazing with the the uh trail of the settlers was you know where we were at was about what would you say 20 feet underneath where it was at the time they were there where they had scratched their names and stuff
2: yeah we it was
1: amazing almost missed it we did miss it on the way we caught it on the way back because we kept going we have to be passing this and we're not just not seeing it but we weren't looking up that's
0: why yeah that's yeah that's awesome it is it's amazing And, and then every park has something different to offer I think doing research to see, like you said, not only making a list of what your must sees are, but then just researching the park and seeing what kind of structures it has, if they have different ecosystems, like if the wildlife is different in this park than it is in this. You know, I loved when we went to the Badlands and there are just prairie dogs everywhere. I thought that was awesome. I love prairie dogs. (laughs) But then again, it was like, it became like the Midwest squirrel because there were so many of them. But it's just, yeah, it's stuff you never get to experience. I will also never forget when we were in Yellowstone and um, like the amount of bald eagles I saw in one week was probably more than I've ever seen in my entire life. And it was it was like completely normal just to see a bald eagle flying around. And I remember the first time I saw one, I was like, my first thought was like, did that get out of a zoo? Because that's the only place I'd ever seen them before. I was like, oh, I think that one escaped. We better tell somebody. <laughs>
1: I would say it's important to note too, and I think you guys kind of alluded to it earlier, that even if you're someone who's not a planner, but you're really interested in going, that we found our Utah trip, it would have already been planned out by someone else and they had put up their, you know, essentially how they did it online. And obviously Kim made some adjustments for us, but at the same time, you know, if someone's listening to this and going, well, that sounds like a lot of planning, that kind of stuff. It's really not. There's so much out there that even if that's not your forte, you know, there's, there's resources available.
2: Yeah, we concocted most of our Utah trip while we waited to board a plane. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so. Well, and I lucked out having you guys. I had, like, my own personal tour guides. Especially, Nick, with your family yeah. having been to Yellowstone twice already, I felt like I got the best of everything because you guys had kind of filtered out your favorite areas and, and everything. That was pretty so awesome.
1: My mom grew up going out west in a camper so she actually had well it was still a camper so it's probably their version of glamping back in the day (laughs) (laughs) uh, so she she had a that was definitely nice to have some prior knowledge that she had from when she was a kid going out west every summer and you know so that was great
2: i think that's the other cool thing about parks it's something that you can share with future generations you can share it with your kids and the place they are going might not be the same, but there's still a lot of similarities to get the experience together.
0: Well, obviously you guys, even in the short amount of years, you've been traveling to them, have even done some repeats. So obviously there's, there's even more to see, right? Like these parks are so huge and you can't possibly see everything in one trip.
1: Yes, absolutely. Or all the animals.
0: Or all the animals for sure. Do you guys have, um, out of the parks you've already been to, is there one that you'd like to revisit that maybe you have a couple more items on your checklist?
2: I would love to go back to Zion and do the Narrows, which is part of a slot canyon. So when we were there, the water level was, it was too fast. Huh. So we could really get to enjoy it.
1: Yeah, Kim, don't tell all the people to do the most dangerous thing you could do in any of these parks. <laughs> um yeah, I guess I guess for me, uh, when we went to the Smoky Mountains with friends, um, we were staying at a cabin because there was about ten of us, and um, we didn't get to do as much hiking as I as we as either of us would like to. Um, sure. I weren't as big on that. It was more of a hey, let's let's just get out and have a vacation. But I will say, we were when we hiked the day everyone else left, and we did. We we're like, let's do one last hike before we leave. And, and I think I told you before, sometimes you just feel eyes on you and we're walking up the side of this, you know, I, I call it, 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 people listening in the East call it mountains, but if you go out West, they're basically hills. Okay. But uh, at <laughs> the side of one of the mountains and I had that feeling and I looked to the side and there's these two eyes through the foliage, just looking at me. And I, you know, I, I jumped backwards and I was like, what is that? And it was this owl just sitting on a branch staring at me. And it had been asleep. And it was just looking at me. And I remember saying to Kim, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is amazing to see it. So, I mean, it was five feet off the path in a tree wow. right at eye, down, level at eye level. And it was just, it was amazing. And so, again, you know, I, I'm someone who loves wildlife, but. It was uh, it was spooky and yet thrilling at the same time.
2: I think that was the only wildlife we saw. <laughs> yeah,
1: we uh, we heard deer one time, but I yeah. was kind of it.
2: That was Rainbow Trout Trail. Yeah,
1: but uh, that that is a place I would probably like to go back and, and do a little bit more.
0: Cool. No, that's awesome. Okay, so I have a weird, selfish question for you now. Um, so you guys know this because you. Nick, you've known me almost my entire life. <laughs> Can we go way back? <laughs> so I started this podcast because I have a huge passion for music. I'm not sure if I've ever told you guys that, but it's something I really enjoy. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my passion, and I wanted to be able to interview other people about theirs, but <clears throat> I'm still looking for a way to kind of tie music into each episode so that we can kind of bring it back. So on that note, when you guys go on these trips, I know you mentioned earlier that when you're like, when you're on a hike or something like that, you don't want like a boom box with you when you're blasting music, right? Cause you really need to take in the sights and sounds. But that being said, if you're traveling to and from a national park, or, you know, if you're trying to get hyped up like the week before, do you guys ever make, playlists or are there certain types of music you like to listen to before these trips
1: john denver country rose no i'm
2: just kidding
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm that song, though. if you're not familiar make sure you listen i hope everyone is but go
2: ahead <laughs> um we don't usually make a playlist i mean i think there are definitely songs that remind us of certain trips just songs that were popular or kind of yeah. songs that remind us of a moment um we do if we're going to spend a lot of time in the car we do we do pick a a podcast series to kind of go through so I think we associate certain trips with certain series Mm -hmm. Um, okay but we don't necessarily make a playlist out of it out of like music to go on a trip that's why we started inviting you Kevin so you can make (laughs) for
0: us. (laughs) I still remember when we went to Yellowstone and it was like right after um, Justin Timberlake's uh, Man in the Woods came out (laughs) And that was like the majority of the playlist. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, mean, I, I remember trips definitely by some of the music that we listened to. I mean, I was in 2017 when um, we were out in Yellowstone as a group, I was getting more and more into country music. Yep. And so I remember that I discovered the artist Jackie Lee at that time. Um, so that was something that pops into my head. I know last year when we went out to South Dakota, uh, I was listening to uh, Ryan, Ryan Felesse from Hot Shell Ray. What's his name now?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know I'm, I, I'm sorry yeah. for anyone listening. This country
0: music's great. I don't know how to pronounce, um, it. How to pronounce what's, his name. <laughs> uh, What's that song about the beer bottle? You know what I'm talking about?
1: Uh, I don't know all of us oh,
0: i'm gonna have to look this up after it's gonna bother me but I, yes i know who you're talking about
1: but i definitely so i would say i definitely remember some trips just based on what i what i was listening to at the time there's no question
0: cool about it. i um especially the south dakota trip specifically remember <laughs> kyle coming out with this bluetooth speaker <laughs> and playing it as we were sitting in the hot tub there's <laughs> a lot of 90s as i recall <laughs>
1: it was it was some bye-bye <laughs> so I mean me personally my my thought is always whatever gets you kind of excited is a good thing I guess maybe the reason I I, I like country in general but it, it feels more appropriate when you're kind of yeah out, at, agreed out. Uh, but um you know I, I think it's just important to whatever gets you excited
0: last year when I took my family to Colorado now we did not end up going to a national park, but it was about as wilderness as my family vacations have ever gotten. I made a playlist and every single artist on the playlist was from Colorado. Or or the song was about some area of Colorado. Now I can tell you it took me a very long time to make that playlist. I had to do a lot of research. But it was cool. Because like we were traveling through um Denver and then into the mountains and you actually got some of the references because you'd see a certain mountain range or they'd be talking about, you know, different areas of, of the city. So that, w- that was cool to me to be able to like hear these songs that I, I knew all the words to, but then actually see what they were talking about.
1: Yeah, I guess, you know, I made the joke about John Denver at the start, but now I'm going through all the lyrics in my head and he mentions the Shenandoah River which flows through, you know, West Virginia, Virginia area. And Shenandoah National Park is actually one of the ones we want to do. It's one of the few that are kind of out on, not the East Coast per se, but closer, you know, the Eastern United States. Yeah. You know, I made that reference there. And yet that's something that we definitely want to do at some point here.
2: I think once you go to the parks and you get to see an experience, it's almost like you're in like your own little, like you join this special club that when yeah. you listen to a song that references the parks. You're like, oh, I've been there. Like, I know what they're talking about.
0: Yeah. It's the same, I mean, with any references. I remember um, at Disney, they have a uh, wilderness lodge. And a lot of that resort is based off of or inspired by the, is it the Yellowstone Hotel? Is that how, or Old Faithful Hotel? Is that right? Is that the right title?
2: I don't know the name of the hotel, but there is a hotel.
0: No. one Right next to Old Faithful. Yeah. So a lot of the structure is based off of that. And then a lot of the outside parts of the hotel, like the pool area, they actually have like a mini geyser, like a man-made geyser, but they have that near the, the lake that you can see. So it was cool to go back there and understand a lot of those references. And then there's an, a restaurant called um, Artist Palette So it's really cool to be able to say that we went there and saw the real thing, and like understand why so many artists were inspired by that area. And I don't know, I yeah, it's cool. It it's like gives um more context and gives a deeper meaning, a more personal meaning to a lot of these references that you hear about. Definitely. Well, guys, this was awesome. Um, That is all I have for you. I really appreciate you guys coming on the show. This was awesome, and honestly it made me a little depressed I'll be honest because now I just want to get up and pack for a trip but we'll we'll wait until it's appropriate <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely.
2: well we hope this inspires some people to get out and, and enjoy the parks
0: yeah I hope so too and I, I agree with you you check out that um, the national parks instagram account like you can't not be inspired to go to those places it's just it's crazy beautiful
1: And And
2: you will laugh constantly because their references are hilarious.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think that too. I always forget.
1: I can have one last word of of something too. The national battlegrounds are also a lot of fun if you're a history nerd like I am. Uh, So I just want to throw that pitch out there as somebody who's been to most of the ones through Maryland and Tennessee, down to Shiloh and Corinth and Mississippi, et cetera. Those are also great too. And like I said, just anywhere you go, just support parks, support battlegrounds, monuments, et cetera, because yep. they're truly our nation's treasures, and I think we need to, to take care of them as best as possible.
0: Totally agree. Yep. Yeah. Maybe we can save that for a future episode.
1: Ooh, don't get me started.
0: a <laughs> <laughs> whole family, having us. They're, they're all buffs of um, battlegrounds, right? Your mom really enjoys going. Didn't you start going as a family?
1: Yeah, well, we went for my high school graduation trip to the Maryland and Virginia ones, uh, like Bull Run and um, Monocacy and a few others. And then okay. my mom and I, in the fall of 2016, went down to Shiloh and Corinth, just the two of us just did a trip cool. down there and, um, because it was something we had always talked about. And so it was kind of, you know, a
0: nice trip. That's awesome. Yeah. We can get, if you want, we can try to get your mom on to talk about it with you.
1: I don't want her trying to upstage me here. I want to be the famous person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We won't tell her about it. (laughs) We'll cut this part out. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. This was awesome.
1: I think we, we definitely love to talk about our passion like this.
0: Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, Follow Goodbye Apathy on Instagram to stay connected and up to date on the latest episodes. If you're looking for more inspiration, check out our Spotify account to access the music discussed on this show. If you have a passion to share, head over to GoodbyeApathyPodcast.com and send us a quick note. You could be featured on a future episode.